0: As an immigrant, I understand the uniqueness of our challenges. We relocate to Canada for different reasons, but we all share one thing in common. We are looking for a better life. Unfortunately, that's not always the reality. My name is Paul at I'm on a mission to provide you with the resources that will help you to succeed as an immigrant in Canada. On every episode of the Thriving Immigrant Podcast, we will learn from successful immigrants, entrepreneurs will be sharing their stories, wins and challenges, so we can all learn from them. We will also touch on important topics such as career, business, finance and family. Let's get to it cheers to a life of abundance. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Thriving Immigrant Podcast. My name is Paul and I'm excited to be your host. I'm grateful to God for the opportunity to do this every time. My guest is a remarkable person who has been doing amazing things for the community. I call her a trailblazer. She's the founder of Winfinite Consulting her name is Fola Adegoke. Join me in welcoming Fola Adegoke to the show. Let me clap. <laughs> Welcome Fola, thank you for joining and thank you for coming to the Triving Immigrant Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me Paul. I'm excited to be here.
0: All right, so can you please share your immigration journey? How did you find yourself in Canada and what inspired you to make that move?
1: So I moved about five years ago. And then, of course, in terms of what inspired me, truthfully, I just wanted better opportunities for my kids. That was my inspiration. And um, in terms of coming into Canada, I was one of those people that didn't really do a lot of research. I was just lucky. I think my number was like the lowest they in history and i found myself in canada <laughs> so i was one of those lucky ones to be in canada and then of course moving to canada the fact that i didn't do a lot of homework all right it was not easy adapting you know the culture shock cultural differences and sort of navigating um you know all the drama we are moving. but you know the immigrant community they were really helpful reaching out to people networking friends ex-colleagues you know that had moved to this part of the world that was really helpful and you know getting support making new friends making new family away from family i think that was really good and then along the way of you know my journey i you know discovered my passion for teaching individuals how to transition into cyber security and as they say the rest is history
0: Thank you so much for sharing that journey with me. This leads me to my next question. You founded Winfinite Consulting. What was the motivation? Were you already in the cybersecurity space back from your home country? And was it easy for you to transition? And why did you start Winfinite Consulting?
1: So I've been in cybersecurity like all my life. I've been in technology. I actually studied computer science. Although when I studied computer science, you know, I didn't think I was going to do tech. I was one of those people that wanted to study petroleum engineering because that was the in thing in Nigeria then. And of course, you know, everybody wanted to make a lot of money. But then I found myself in computer science and my first job was in a consulting company. So one of the big fours, KPMG, and I was with the IT advisory group. And then after doing some, you know, first year work, I got pulled into so many cybersecurity type engagements like um, penetration testing, vulnerability assessment, PCI DSS. Um remediation gaps or gap assessments for organizations. So from there, I got into cybersecurity, and I started learning. And apparently, I had a flair for it. So that's how I got into cybersecurity. Of course, when I moved to Canada, talking to colleagues, talking to friends, in less than two weeks of me moving to Canada, I was lucky to get a job. Like it was so easy getting a job. I just went back to consulting. But for a lot of my friends, a lot of people I knew from back home that had just moved, they were struggling. So a lot of them reached out to me to see, you know what, if you got a job so soon, I think it's high time I do something new. It seems like tech is the new post So I stay, you know, having calls, start today calls, stay prepping people, you know, both in the US and Canada, and they stay getting mm-hmm. jobs. So from there, it's there growing, 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 you know, it was like something, I talk a lot on a normal day. So teaching people, you know was actually something I really loved and I still love. So from there, you know, we finished consulting, got born. And here we are today.
0: Wow. Thank you. We share some things in common. That petroleum engineering, that was my first love too. <laughs> well, interestingly, I did something completely different. So, okay. I love your story. I love how you've been using your passion of teaching. And now you've been able to empower a lot of people. I can imagine how many people are being able to put food on their tables by reaching out to you, empowering them, and also building a future for themselves and their children. So thank you so much for empowering immigrants in Canada. Now, my next question would be, do you have preference for the people that you help? Are they strictly immigrants and are you only looking out for women or men and women, everybody can come.
1: So it's a mix of both. Typically, I've noticed that there are more men that approach me than women. So I'm trying to change that, you know, I'm trying to change that trajectory. When I look at my insights, even on social media, I see that it's mostly men. At times, even when the women call, they're like, oh, I'm calling on behalf of my husband. True life story. A lady called me, signed up her husband for a job, no, for the training and the husband got a job. And when he messaged me, I'm like, I hope you've got a gift for your wife because mm. she started this whole process. So now I'm really looking forward to empowering more women, right? And also the previous place I worked, I was like the only lady within the team, right? So, and that happens a lot. I mean, even back home when I worked, you know, with a bank, it was a group of guys and I was the only girl and they used to tease me a lot. So that's one thing. I mean, different, but I would actually, I'm hoping to see more women. Even in terms of participation of women in cybersecurity globally, it's about 25%, which is pretty, pretty low, but pretty underrepresented. So this year, I'm looking to empower more women. But of course, even the men, right? So both men, both women. And in terms of, am I looking at just immigrants or non-immigrants? Of course, it's a global world. But of course, you know, I have a passion for immigrants because I know what they've gone through. I know where they are. It can be so frustrating moving to a new country. And, you know, maybe you were pretty doing, you were doing pretty well at home. You were a senior manager, director, and then you had to relocate. If you don't get a job ASAP before you know it, you start getting frustrated. Right. So, yes, that's what I'm working towards right now empowering more people for most times. So, let me tell you this story, true life. There was a lady that joined my class. And the thing about my class is it's not just a coach-student relationship. Most times, we become really good friends. So the lady joined my class. She got a job. And then she sent her brother-in-law. So he moved to Canada. They just had a baby. And then the brother-in-law completed the training. He got the job. And then he sent his wife, right? So, so many stories like that. So, and it's a really good thing when people call you and they're happy, Right? We're all in a strange land. Like we've all, well, Nigerians, right? So we should really stand up for ourselves. We should be that bridge that would help people do better, empower people to do really well.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I really love that. And you, you made a lot of sense because immigrants, we go through a lot of challenges. Like you said, look at that story you just shared now. That's three people that you've empowered. And I don't know how much they have been paid, but it was something reasonable. That's a lot of money in, in Canada. If you look at the Canadian workspace, a lot of people don't earn well like that. And I think tech as an industry is one of those industries that you can start on a very high note and make good money for yourself. People earn, I don't want to mention any figures right now, but mm-hmm. I've I've had access to what people earn. People that have been working for years, they don't really make a lot of money. and Inflation is their cost of living is going up. Why not just challenge yourself, do something and start making better money for yourself? Now, those two people you mentioned, the husband and wife, they're doing and they're probably working from home, enjoying better life too. So thank you for sharing that. And talking about the challenges immigrant face, are there any unique challenges that immigrants face when they're trying to transition into tech space, especially cybersecurity?
1: Um, you know, being an immigrant here is like a- double-edged sword right but sort of talkative in nature um our backgrounds are totally different you know we come here for a lot of people they don't do the research they don't do that they don't have that you know information of what is it like what is the job market like in Canada so coming here at times some people get railroaded into you know doing um manual jobs or and this is another real life example when I moved to Canada I'd asked my senior colleague who worked together in Nigeria to say, okay, how much is your salary? And he told me. So when I attended interviews, I felt like, okay, if this was my boss in Nigeria, then this is what I could earn. And then two weeks down the line, I realized that, wow, I'm being underpaid like massively. So I left that company like ASAP. So for a lot of immigrants, I think it's not having access to the right information. You know what they say about information being power. So I think for immigrants, that is the main issue if we're able to sort of help people give them access to right information let them know that here networking is a thing like don't be ashamed to reach out to people on linkedin if you want to apply for a job referral takes you a long way look for somebody that works in that company message them and then i mean you have nothing to lose so i think that that mentality is something we need to change and we also need to sort of let people know that moving to Canada. I mean, it's not like Canada is um, paved with gold, but there are a lot of opportunities. I feel like Canada is one of the countries that is really proactive in empowering immigrants. You come in here, you have so many opportunities that most immigrants do not even know about. Now, when you wanna move into cybersecurity, it's the same thing. You look at some resumes, they don't highlight their important skills. What people need to know here is, employing back home and employing here are totally different. Your resume must be able to sell your story in a few minutes. According to research, hiring managers and recruiters spend a few seconds to a few minutes reviewing your resume. So you need to make sure you've put in the right thing. You need to make sure that when you attend interviews, you know here, interviews is just different from what we do back home. When you attend interviews, it's not just about your technical skills, right? soft skills, your body language, how you talk, your confidence level. your I mean, so many things they look at. They're going to find out if you're going to be, you know, the right fit to the team. So I feel like that's like the major barrier for immigrants. Once they get that information. They're
0: they ready be... to fly.
1: <laughs> yes, they are ready to fly. I mean, the sky is the limit.
0: Right. you you made a very valid point. If a valid point, because I, you, I kind of emphasize the importance of networking. In a country like Canada, and sometimes because some of us back home, we probably enjoyed some privileges that we didn't really need to network. For some reasons, maybe your parents were able to help you to get something. All you just needed was to start your first role. You will do well. But coming here, you are resetting and it's really important to network. If you didn't open up for other opportunities, probably wouldn't know that you were underpaid. Maybe you will still be there earning maybe $20 (laughs) per hour. And there are opportunities in Canada, like you mentioned. I agree with you on that note that there are a lot of opportunities and resources to support immigrants in Canada. It's not like I've lived in a different country before, apart from Nigeria. But I think, to be fair, Canada is trying for immigrants.
1: They're doing a fantastic job. And then I think one other area people really need to know is when you move to Canada, you used one word before, resetting. It's like your career has been wiped clean. You come to Canada, it's not like Nigeria that, oh, you've been in marketing, you can't transition into cybersecurity. Here, they are very open minded, as long as you are able to demonstrate your transferable skills. So I think that's also something people need to know, right? It's not just about the money. Of course, money is very important. But you need to think, what transferable skills do you have? Most times I see people's resume. So maybe somebody is an accountant and you're trying to transfer into cybersecurity. They write one cybersecurity exam. That's it. When you look at their resume, over 80% is about accounting. And I'm like, if you were the hiring manager,
0: would you hire yourself? Would
1: you, exactly. Would you hire yourself? So what I tell people is, Your mindset is very important. You need to think from the perspective of the hiring manager. What do they want to see in your resume? What do they want to hear you say, right? And storytelling also plays. And imposter syndrome is another problem. I mean, that's even a big, 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 terrible problem, right? And the truth is, imposter syndrome happens to everyone. So at times, people just need to hear words of encouragement, right? You got this. You can do this. And I mean, they'll be fine, at least from my experience and from the people I've spoken to over time.
0: Yeah, I love the point you just raised. And it's a very valid point. You see that imposter syndrome, everybody goes through it. My current company, when I joined, I think I suffered imposter syndrome for a while. The only thing that helped me was I was always open to ask questions. I would really reach out and I would make sure that any question, the answer, I don't go back to ask it again. Smats. In that process, I now realized that some people with over 15 years experience in the company did not even have answers to my questions. And I was like, oh, I see. So I took it easy <laughs> and I started appreciating myself. So sometimes we are just, we just get so difficult on ourselves. Like we want to impress ourselves. Even people watching are not even watching you to be impressed. <laughs> but we we just make it difficult for ourselves. So I like the fact that you talked about imposter syndrome and it's been a very sweet conversation. I'm loving it. And I think I don't want it to stop, but this is probably maybe my last question. What is one most powerful advice that you've ever received, maybe in your career or in life? Or what would you advise yourself if you could go back to like 10 years or 15 years ago? Hmm.
1: That's a powerful question. Now, I'm going to talk about this with respect to career and with respect to Canada. What I would advise people, I'm going to talk about two things here. One is, you want to make six figure, you want to get a job. But most people only think that far. But when they get a the job, I mean, they don't know anymore. Don't be too hard on yourself. You need to know that you need to not just work hard, but work smartly. Information is key you always have to think of ways to be more efficient and more effective in canada here you know in um in corporate canada they don't just look at the person that works the hardest or the person that closes you know late it's about your deliverables it's about visibility right are you being strategic in your actions are you able to are you able to articulate yourself properly so my advice for anybody you know maybe you just moved to Canada and you are trying to maybe transition into cybersecurity is there's always light at the end of the tunnel. At the beginning, it seems like, oh, it's so difficult and frustrated. Why did I move? You know, all negatives. But trust me, once you follow the process, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And you're so smart, right? We see you, you have potentials. So all you need to do is explore that potential and you will be the best at whatever you're trying to do.
0: Wow, that's so powerful. You mentioned more than one advice. You mentioned more than two. You mentioned a <laughs> whole lot. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love the visibility part. I love being strategic that you mentioned. God bless you. So for people who are looking at working with you, are there any programs coming up maybe in the next three months And how can they contact you? And are you offering any discounts for anyone?
1: (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Okay. So as I mentioned, this year, I'm going all out to empower more people because the truth is it gets lonely at the top, right? What's that guy's song? I love that song so much. And, you know, you want to go out, see more people doing well. You're helping the economy. You know, you're doing so much. So yes, we do offer programs. We offer free master classes at the minimum every quarter, and this is absolutely free. If you also follow my page on Instagram or my YouTube page, I also do a lot of videos because I understand the fact that when you want to transition into cybersecurity, you might not have the budget, or maybe you just don't have the money right now. So I also talk about free resources that you can leverage if you decide to do it yourself. We offer, you know, two types of programs around cybersecurity. One is Cybersecurity GRC, launchpad program. GRC means governance, risk, and compliance. That is one area in cybersecurity that you get paid a lot. I know you like to hear that, especially okay. six figure.
0: Okay, maybe and I should consider that.
1: <laughs> and it's easier to transition into because you can leverage a lot of transferable skills We're all risk managers. I mean, Paul, I'm sure before you reached out to me, you must have done your risk assessment. So you you have also done some type of risk. And then the other program is the cybersecurity technical program, which is a bit more technical. And for that one, you would need to code and write some scripts. Mm-hmm. So those are the three different programs. So two paid one is unpaid and of course people can reach out to me i'm very happy to you know chat with you you know talk about next steps today someone messaged me on linkedin and told me that a few days after she messaged me she got a job and i'm like wow i'm I'm happy to hear that like you just made my day so yes feel free to reach out to me i'm not very active on linkedin but you can send me a message and i'll respond before the end of the day
0: Okay, I was not going to ask you another question, but I think this one is important. How lucrative and how promising is the cybersecurity space? What do you think is the future of cybersecurity?
1: Now, the easiest way to ask to answer that question is when you browse online or when you're watching the news. How many times do you hear of data breaches, ransomware attacks? You know, like how often?
0: Most A every lot of time
1: right a lot so what this means is organizations are scrambling to get cybersecurity professionals because the truth is cyber criminals never take a break and what this means is organizations are going to keep looking for cybersecurity professionals to proactively help them guard their you know security landscape and that is why they need us so in terms of is it lucrative super lucrative i can assure you good. i usually tell my students don't let anybody lowball you right You've come a long way, and at the most of my students nowadays, the first job they get, you're looking at, at least six figure. And I tell you, if you know you know some people, you're not too sure of yourself, you want to grab, you know, as soon as possible. Even when you go online, average salary for cybersecurity professionals, it's over 100k. And when you look at a lot of websites, they even rate cybersecurity as like one of the um really good jobs out there it is really in demand hmm. cyber security is one job that cuts across all of the industries whether healthcare, whether banking whether
0: government um,
1: mcg government oil and gas aviation are they connected to the internet yes. yes do they use technology yes as long as you can answer yes to either of those questions they're going to be needing cybersecurity that's professionals cybersecurity. and that's just one piece When you look at the regulatory piece, especially now with artificial intelligence, Hmm. what this means is the cybersecurity landscape is going to keep going wider. The cybersecurity threats are going to be evolving, right? So again, what this means is organizations are going to be needing more and more cybersecurity professionals. One fantastic thing is there are a lot of remote opportunities. So in terms of work and life balance, that is one good area you want to be. In fact, I just made a video a few weeks ago where I was in the kitchen, and what I was telling people is what cybersecurity has done for me. I've, I work fully remote, and it gives me time for my family. Give, I'm able to do my work, of course. I love to be. I'm very productive at work, but it also gives me time right, to do other things. So in terms of work-life balance, in terms of the salary you're going to be getting, and also, in, let's say you're tired of one area of cybersecurity. In no time, you can easily move around, Hmm. right? So I would definitely, definitely encourage everybody, even if you don't want to pursue a career in cybersecurity, with the future of work, very soon, every... In fact, in your organization, I'm sure you undergo cybersecurity trainings at a minimum every year. Every year. Right? So even accountants now that are active accountants are beginning to pursue security certifications because they want Mm -hmm. to be competitive. So if you start thinking... AI is here. I mean, I'm not one of those people that think that AI will take over your job. No, it would only make you more efficient, right. right? But what this means is it's only going to open more opportunities and you want to position yourself in such a way that when those opportunities come knocking, you are ready.
0: Mm, that's a powerful one. That's been proactive. Thank you. Thank you so much. So you've heard it all from Fola Adegoke, the CEO of Winfinite Consulting. She has said a whole lot in this episode and I, I'm so grateful to you, um, Fola, for coming and for helping immigrants, sharing your story and empowering more people. And I pray that the Lord will keep empowering you to empower them too.
1: Amen. So,
0: can you tell us your website and your Instagram handle so people can follow you and make inquiries?
1: Okay, sure. So my website is www.winfinite.com. Consulting.com. And my Instagram page is Winfinite IT Consulting. And if you want to check me out on LinkedIn, just my name, Fala Shadi Adeguki. My Fala Shadi is without hitch. Okay. And you would find me as well.
0: Right. It's been a great time having you on the show. Thank you so much for what you do. And I look forward to having this conversation another time, maybe when you've empowered more women.
1: Thank you so much, Paul. It was a pleasure chatting with you.
0: Thank you. Bye, everyone. And have a wonderful day.
1: Bye, everyone.